Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I made it. He's here. Barely. 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 Just barely. Right under the nick of time, because yeah. we have a hard set schedule deadline mm-hmm. when we have to film these. But mm-hmm. um, missing, as always, because he's a slacker. He doesn't, he doesn't even deserve a mention on this show. I'm so oh, mad at him dang. right now. That's right. That's right. I'm going hardcore no, today. No mentions. <laughs> no mentions whatsoever. But, Mike, we got a stacked show today. We're going to open up today's show talking some college football. We're also going to be talking some NFL COVID news as well. We had some big news as far as the Lions pertained. Um, and then the second half of the show, we're going to be talking, doing a wrestling overview. A lot of changes have happened over the past week or so. And then we're also going to be talking some NBA action, especially that action-packed Western Conference. So lots of stuff to talk about today, Mike. Um, But let's just jump right in here first to college football. Uh, The MAC announcing that they are not having a season. Pretty much everybody outside the Power Five, right, is saying, yeah, it's not even... It's not even worth it, you know, at this point in time. The Big Ten has released their schedule. It's a little bit different. You know, you've got uh, Ohio State and Michigan are not playing the last game of the year anymore, so we don't have to save that ass weapon until the end of the year. We can it's see. only in the middle. <laughs> it's, only in the, it's only in the third half of the season. It's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, talk to me. You know, are we going to have a season, Mike? Are, are we concerned at all? Talk to me about what, what you're feeling on college football. You're a big college football guy, so talk to me about what you're, what you're feeling. Um, well, I think I think it's tough to say that we're going to have a season at this point. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten uh, really is the only league that's like confident that they can pull a 10-game schedule off, right. unfortunately. Which is like crazy. The only, right? Yeah, Which is of crazy. all the Power Fives, yeah. they're the one that's like, yeah, we can pull it off. And everyone's like... You laughed at us for bringing Rutgers in, huh? Yeah, now, yeah, now, that? now that's the reason why we were able to pull it off. Um, that's funny. But... Yeah, I, I, it's really hard for me to say, especially with like teams in the Pac-12 in the California regions and in like the uh, yeah. Big 12 in the like southern Texas area and stuff. Those are getting hit the hardest with COVID, so it's yeah. really hard to be like, oh, they can easily have a season when they're getting hit the hardest mm-hmm. when the Big 10 is the only one that has one out. It's, right. it's very hard to say right now. Right. I would say that if anything, you'll get Big 10 football, Ooh. but it's going to be weird if only the Big 10 is going. So does that does that beg the question then? Should the Big Ten even go then if they're the only conference that can and do it safely, or, yeah. or at least be able to fill out a ten game schedule? Because like, if it's only the Big Ten playing, it's like, does the Big Ten champion then automatically become national, national champion? champion? Yeah, like, that's um, weird. I mean, Michigan's I, probably gonna make the Final Four. This year. Yeah, maybe they have a fighting chance this year. Um, Lose to Ohio State twice. It's gonna be great. Um, oh god. I, I mean, I wouldn't say they should, but yeah. they're the only one that actually has the schedule laid out and everything. Yeah, right. The SEC has announced who everyone's gonna play, mm-hmm. but they haven't announced the week by week schedule right. of it. So the SEC is close, right? And I think the Big Twelve is looking for an extra team because they only have ten teams total right. in the Big Twelve. And they need I wonder why they keep schedule. calling it the Big 12. <laughs> I know. But it's funny because the Big 10 has like 14 teams. Yeah. Well, so they just true. really messed yeah. all that up. Yeah. But Makes no um, sense. they're looking for an extra team because they only have the nine right. to try to find another one. Because mm-hmm. the ACC only has a few, but they were able to grab Notre Dame to help fill out their right. schedule. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting it's, to see. And I hope 
I hope we get a season. I, I hope wow. we do too, for sure. Do you do you think that they, you know, based off of you know what we're hearing, especially you know across these smaller conferences, right? They're all kind of just pulling out, saying whatever. Um, are you concerned at all that we're going to see a lot, uh, you know, a few more opt outs on the college football side, to where it's going to be like it's going to be difficult? Like, say for instance, Justin Fields. I know he's opted in, but say he was a guy that you know opted out for Ohio State. Mm. He's the kind of the one that makes it all go for Ohio State. If you just go, oh, okay, well he's done. You know, and now we've got McCaffrey. He's out, and all these guys, right? Like, does is at this point is this kind of a, is it similar to the NFL where you're just like this is just a wacky a wacky year anyway? So, how much stock are you putting into into this season? Is it a lot? Are you are the expectations the same for you, especially from a Michigan perspective? Because there's a lot of change, right? We're having we're gonna have a new quarterback this year. Thankfully, we're gonna have you know a lot of different pieces are no longer here. So you're you know. At some in some aspects, I'd say expectations are at least different. I don't know if they're higher or lower, but they're definitely different. So you know, talk to me about your expectations for Michigan, and, and does it, it are they the same as if we weren't going into you know this you know storm of crap? Yeah, I mean, to <laughs> me, Michigan's always the same. If it was almost any other team outside of maybe Ohio State's, their expectation for me is the same too. Yeah. I think everyone else's is different mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah. But Michigan is such a big commodity name yeah that i'm like even during a pandemic like yeah. season mm-hmm. i think they, they should still be able to go forward like the nfl i'm like just because we're in the pandemic i don't i'm not going to go oh chiefs you can get a you can get a pass if you don't do well right they still have to do well right. because of how their team is built like mm-hmm. michigan <clears throat> recruits very well yeah. and they have so, so many like good players even if a few opt out i think that you should be good enough in the big 10 to at least yeah. compete somewhat make a run make yeah. a make a little bit of run maybe yeah. not undefeated yeah, nine right. and one but yeah. i think you should still have a good season so i'm for michigan itself yeah I, i'm saying that my expectations are about the same okay okay well on top of that right we, we we mentioned earlier that ohio state is not the last game of the year right yeah. they're about three quarters of the way through i think is yeah, eight. eight not seven seven seven, seven. all right so you gotta you know you got a couple game buffer now after that right to get yeah. that taste out of your mouth but um at the same time, do you think that's going to help? Do you think that does anything for Michigan? Is from a you know, say we have at least the Power Fives playing, right? Mm-hmm. That's all the top twenty teams anyway. Let's be real. So, um, if you know the way this schedule plays out and Michigan's undefeated going into that Ohio State game, which based off their schedule, I think is very is a is a good chance they could. Yeah. Um, I know Penn State's pretty good, but outside of that, what's their schedule real quick? Let's just run it down uh, for everybody. So they play Purdue. I'm not going home and away because yeah, just they're all no fans. Right. Purdue, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Maryland, Northwestern. Okay, so there's I think there's a good chance that they could probably be undefeated going into that Ohio State game. I think yeah, the there's Penn, a very the Penn State chance. one is probably the biggest game. Yeah. It's going to be the most difficult one. Yeah, but that's Minnesota's that's a, home, a trap game. Yeah, that's a home, home air game. quote game. Yeah, right. And Minnesota's the only road game. Yeah, Minnesota air quote game. Yeah. That I'm, I'd be worried about. Right, I don't. You know, say what you want, Spartan fans, but I, it, it's just not there yet. You, yeah. you, you got a new coach, you got a whole new system coming in. You don't know who your quarterback's going to be. You don't know what anything's going to be mm. right now, quite frankly. So, um, you know, no offense to them, but right now it's it's definitely Michigan's. It, the, this is their state right now. Yeah. Um, but going into that Ohio State game, does that does that lessen the pressure where Michigan doesn't pull you know a traditional Michigan? you know, tactic and yeah. blow the biggest games possible. Um, you know, your thoughts on basically them being where they're at and maybe it helping, insulating them a little bit yeah. maybe? 
Um, I think the only thing it helps with is if you're the diehard Michigan fan, you're going to know earlier than normal if yeah. this is going to be a season that you can like. Okay, like if like, you're undefeated. Yeah, we got a team. Yeah, right. you're undefeated. You go into Ohio State because it's at Ohio State and you beat them. Then you're like, wait, hold on. Yeah, right. And we yeah. got three games left. Right. And but, but we just yeah. beat the toughest obstacle in our path and now we're still undefeated. So I think, that, I think it's... But then if you lose, you're like, okay, right, it's well, the same old thing, yeah, and yeah. the next three games don't really matter. So I think not having it at the end of the season, you're going to know about midway through the season if you're going to be able mm-hmm. to be a contender or if you're just going to be like, all right, we're going to be 8-2. Right. and two. Right. Like, How two much of a Michigan thing would it be is that they go to Ohio State, beat Ohio State, and then lose to Wisconsin the next week? How would, I mean, it would be much 100%. of like a like, – like it's almost Lions esque where it's like, oh Lions, you're gonna go beat the Chiefs and then they go lose to the Washington Redskins. I, like, you know I, what I mean? I'll, like I'll that be, kind of similar. No, I'll, I'll do you one better. Yeah. I have a feeling that if they beat like Ohio State, they'll go and beat Wisconsin and, and then, then they'll lose, lose to, like Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, that would be in like a track game where you're right. like, oh yeah, we yeah, be- yeah like we're rolling. It's Northwestern yeah. Maryland. We're gonna go undefeated, Final yeah. Four or Pick Ten Championship. Here we come. Yeah, and yeah, then it's a disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be my worry. Right. I wouldn't even be worried about Wisconsin after Ohio State because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just riding high because mm-hmm. you finally beat them. So I For think sure. you'd go. I ahead. think you know, the, the, you know, the Ohio State game is interesting though because if they can somehow pull out the pull out a victory, which once again, until I see it, I ain't betting it. Um, it it's one of those things where you're basically based off how the schedule's broken down, you're almost guaranteed a Big Ten championship slot. That oh, they yeah. beat Ohio State, right? Yeah. Like that is the game because I don't anticipate Ohio State losing to anybody else on their on our side. Yeah. And okay, say we play Wisconsin again or whoever, there ain't nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's Ohio State? How does their schedule kind of break down? Do they have anybody on the other side that you got to worry about before they play us? No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> how threatening is Iowa to you? Yeah, it's boring as hell to watch. I'll tell you that because yeah. they they pulled Illinois. Illinois and Iowa from the other oh, side, I think. Wow. With Nebraska. Lovey Smith, man, is going to yeah. give them one heck of a time for the yeah, first no, quarter and a half. Yeah. Ohio State's pretty set up to be yeah, going. Pretty, going pretty far this okay. season. So. Right. So, so you know, it really is going to come down to, to that game. Ohio State pretty right. much. For sure. And. Yeah, like it always is for the yeah. most part, honestly. So it's going to be interesting for sure. I hope we get football back in some. In some regard here, you know, I, 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 we've heard some ads have already come out and said, you know, that maybe that they're they're just waiting for this season to be canceled. Give me a give me a hard line. Do you think we're actually going to have a season? College like, football. Like season? if you had to bet it, like you got a hundred bucks, you just found on the street, you got to um, bet it, yes or no, they're having a season. Power five, right? Power first, five. Yeah. I I think they do because I think the Big Ten has it. Yeah. SEC's about to have it. ACC's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. They have their schedule set. So that's three out of five. Yeah. They don't have like official schedules, but they have like the teams they're playing and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's three out of five. Um, my worry would be the Pac-12 not being included. But if you right. if you just lose the Pac-12 and you have the four, yeah, I think that you could still get away with the four and have a season. So I'd yeah. say yes. Yeah. At like uh. Let's out of the Pac-12. Right? Who are we looking at? We're looking at Oregon and. Yeah, Oregon and um. Wait, Utah. Yeah, Utah <laughs> or Washington probably. Oh or yeah, Washington. Like that. I always forget about Washington. Yeah. Yeah, one of those three probably. Yeah. But here's the thing: is say like. The Pac-12 is hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. and they can't. 
but maybe like Oregon, so like we can run, mm-hmm. but the other teams can't. Maybe Oregon can like go into like the Big Twelve. Oh and, yeah, like, there you go. That's a good something. point, right? Yeah, because there may be a little bit more. Yeah, maybe like from, all like, those teams. Yeah, because Oregon like, and help. being in Washington, you know, those two teams maybe can just go. Maybe we'll hop over. Yeah, we'll hop yeah. over to another conference for the season. That'd be interesting. Kind of help out their their number system so yeah, they can run a season. There's two. There's some maneuvering that can obviously happen here for sure. But I I agree. I think we're going to see one. I I don't know to what level. You know, it's going to be very interesting. The next couple weeks. Is really going to be the deciding yeah. factor. Um, I think you mentioned August twenty first, right? It's yes. kind of like, it's kinda like, like that's the, yes or no. Yeah, yes or no. If we're going to have one. yeah, August right. 21st. So we got about two weeks here before that's before that kicks in. So hopefully we do see one. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, we're just riding hard with the NFL, I guess. Oh boy! All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm always riding hard with the NFL anyway. So what's different? Speaking of the NFL, let's yeah. talk about that. Um, I wanted to bring up. You know, we talked about last week. I think it was last week. Maybe it's two weeks ago with Stafford getting that COVID positive test, right? And everyone was a little worried about him, you know, some other players, Hawkinson, Galladay, blah, 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 blah. But it turns out Stafford's test was negative. It was a false positive mm-hmm. when took three more tests afterwards. His family did. They're all clear. Nothing's happening, right? It's all, they've been fine literally this entire time. Um, and everybody's freaking out that, you know, the season was already doomed before it even started, which to some extent I get, but. Um, you know, so he's clear, right? The Lions team as a whole now, outside of one guy that I can't even remember the name of, that's how important he is, um, is off the list, right? We got 80 guys, not including the one dude, so we're like, we're ready to go, right? Yeah. Full squad practices, training camp is, is a go. Um, but with the false positive that Stafford had now, it's kind of forced the NFL to kind of rethink their strategy as far as COVID testing. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you, Mike, though, is if... You know, giving you the example of if this would have happened on a game week, Stafford wouldn't have been playing mm-hmm. on that 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 week, right? We're going against the we're going against Packers. It's a big game, and we don't have our best player now, right? For you, are, how concerned are you that this kind of situation, if they don't really get it figured figured out in some way where it's going to be consistent, um, that it's going to wind up costing some teams long term? You know, playoffs. Hell, Super Bowl week, if we have one, like those kinds of scenarios. All, yeah. all Lamar is out. Oh, great. You know, yeah. now the whole, all Baltimore's offense is shit now. You know, whatever the case yeah, may yeah. be. Um, are, how concerned are you that we're going to see more of this? Are you concerned that teams like the Lions, who always somehow get bit by it more than others, it feels like at times? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's going to impact as much as. Um, people think and I think people try to compare this to baseball and I think it's completely different because the NFL plays one day a week or baseball's trying to play every single day so I think that if you maybe change it to where you test on like a Monday right after the game Mm -hmm. or you test Monday or Tuesday or something and you're able to get it back right away even if a guy does test positive maybe you go okay we'll test you a few more times to make sure you're positive because the guy gets positive it's going to happen at this rate right? right like there's no way all yeah. four thousand or whatever guys or everyone on every team is going to stay negative. healthy. 100% yeah, there's time, there's right. absolutely no way. I mean, it'd be nice. Like, yeah, it'd be <laughs> nice, but like even injuries play a part. Like, oh, of course, absolutely, so for sure. COVID's kind of just acting as an injury at this point. Yeah, we're just going to be out. For that's a week that or is a great. That's a great point right yeah. there for sure. Yeah, that's, that's not something you can lose. It's like oh, it's the same if someone gets hurt. Yeah. but I think that um, only playing once a week, you're only losing 
if you do lose, say, Stafford for a week, right. it could be a big game, but it's also only for the one game. You're not losing right. it for four to five games right. where it could for really sure. impact everything. For sure. You're like, all right, we're losing it for Yeah, like the Cardinals week. right now are going to have to make up all this time, and they're trying to figure out. Exactly, that they have to make out. up right. everything, and they, they're missing yeah. like Now they're going to go double games. headers even now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where all that, where the lines, it's like, okay, we lose Kenny Galladay for this one game against right. the Packers. Yeah, say, consistent testing yeah, is fine. Yeah, it, right. it sucks that we lose him for right. that one game, but we'll just get him the next week. Right. And Do you think that they're. Yeah, the, the only one, the only caveat to that is obviously playoffs, right? The, yeah. That's the big one, right? And I do think that, I, obviously, they're going to have some time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got 16 weeks to figure it out. Um, are you concerned at all, like, with no preseason, that maybe a game day kind of procedure is not in place yet because they're not doing preseason games to kind of do a dry run? Even if it was just one preseason game, like, okay, we're going to test you right before, you're all clear, Go. If not, okay, we're gonna test you right after. Make sure, mm-hmm. good. Okay, well we can go into Monday and we test you. Like, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have so many swabs stuck up their nose. I can't like, I would like hate being an NFL player in this yeah. very moment. Like, all right, hold on, I gotta wake up and get something shoved into my brain real fast, and mm-hmm. then you know, hope to God I don't have this disease. But, um, you know, I, I, are you concerned at all that because there's no preseason that? They're all from a game day perspective. It's like, all right, we're just gonna kind of fly by the seat of our pants and yeah. see what happens. I am, I am more concerned about the product of play than I am procedures of getting people into the stadium. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I, I think they're gonna do the exact same way that they're doing, like practices right now, where everyone's just gonna come in. Maybe they'll go a little earlier. Like yeah. maybe they're like, all right. Maybe last year it was like everyone has to get here by ten o'clock right. to get ready for game day or whatever. Right. Now you gotta be here. Right? Yeah, now, it's eight. Eight, now it's like eight thirty <laughs> or nine or something to get an extra hour of testing in or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I think you're gonna have to worry about sloppy play because you don't get those preseason snaps. Right. Like someone like an Okuda, right. I think is someone I would worry about. Right. Would not getting any right live, any any, any live snaps, live. especially because you're probably not doing any scrimmages either. Like the Lions last year brought New England in. Yeah. Right. To do you're probably like not doing cross many practices. cross practices, so you're yeah. only going against your own guys and stuff. So yeah, that's true. I, I think I think that, that is the problem with having like having this whole rookie class out here is yeah. that problem too yeah. but i think like you see in college football where the first week it's like you're dropping handoffs and yeah, right. you're throwing interceptions because you don't have the good reads it's because you haven't had preseason games well in nfl some rookies like okuda or joe burrow are gonna yeah, have a lot of trouble sure. oh, week yeah. one because it's like, like wow this is a lot, a lot faster yeah it's a lot faster <laughs> than we thought and okuda's gonna have to go up against yeah. well i guess we play the bears so they don't really have that receiver well either way well, though they're going against well, ted ginn probably yeah, say, yeah. if okuda's going up against davante adams in week two and he only has one game of snaps and you're right. like right. now i'm going Ooh. up against this guy yeah right. i think it could be a lot harder than people say. Or like DeAndre oh, yeah. Swift, he's like, I'm not used to getting hit by right. I gotta make this linebackers. Cut now. now I gotta make this cut now. I think yeah. it's gonna be a lot harder. It's gonna yeah. be a lot sloppier play week one through four than it would be normally. That's a, that's a that's, great. That's point. my concern. No, that's a great that, point. Not, honestly, I don't, I don't have the COVID for sure. And I think that's where you're gonna rely. I think and. <laughs> Once again, I know people don't like to hear this, but I definitely think that was kind of part of the reason why you've seen so many New England guys come in. You know, with a Jamie Collins and, yeah. and, and a Danny Shelton and a Deron Harmon. Like, a lot of these guys that they brought in, they know the defensive scheme. Because here's how I think they looked at this offseason, right? They went, our defense is the worst in the league, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty close, right? Offense with Stafford underneath there. We were humming. I heard Daryl Bevel's uh, press conference where he's like, we are not going to be complacent at all. It's like, we obviously weren't good enough to win enough games, so it needs to be better, right? Which, for me, is like, oh, good. We're not going to see the same seven plays over and over again. Hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, you bring in Corey Umlin, who is, you know, who is in sync with Patricia as far as a secondary perspective goes. Well, that's really, he's a glorified secondaries coach is really what he is. But, and so they bring in these guys that already kind of know the system. So the turnaround time is a lot less, yeah, which is, I think, what is somewhat what they're banking on a little bit. I think they try to improve, but also get like, all right, let's get the band back together kind of quote unquote and just like let's run this back and get us to a serviceable level until and let the I think the offense is going to have to carry this team regardless. Yeah. I think the defense just needs to not be like, "Oh, by the way, you just had a great play. Here, let me shoot ourselves in the foot 12 times so you have to overcome this massive mountain." Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I agree. And I think I think we are getting a a favorable schedule to start with getting the Bears first cuz yes. I look at the Bears as a super like if we got Literally any other of the first four games yeah. first. Like, if we played the Packers week one, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a rough, rough go yeah. because Rodgers is going to pick apart the defense and stuff. Yeah. But we're getting the Bears first. And not saying the Bears are awful, but I think they're way Their more. Their offense is definitely not. They're, they're yeah. way more on our level than, say, like the Packers or the Cardinals or I'd the I'd be Saints. worried about playing that both. Yeah. Like, any like, of those three teams, I'd go week one, I'd go, we, we could be in big trouble. Yeah, but playing sure. the Bears week one more on our level, I think we have a good chance of. Starting off, starting right off on a, maybe on a right foot, and yes. then going into week two, three, and four, having a game behind, right. so you have a chance to right, yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure, obviously, in that Bears game, obviously, because you're starting there is of the utmost importance that you win that yeah. game, right? And the Bears are in a quarterback thing, so if like Nick and Foles starts, yes, for maybe sure. he's not going to be in sync with everyone. Where yep. you have. Stafford, who is in mm-hmm. sync with everyone. Yes. So maybe you have a few advantages going into this. There's game. a lot of things, and I really think they're relying on the team chemistry to really get them to gel early. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and honestly, what we saw from this team last year even, I thought they were playing good football in the first couple games of this year, right? Yeah. They were they were playing good ball. They just couldn't close, right? Yeah. So it's like if I'm looking at them being a fast starter, under Patricia, historically, that's not been the problem, is them starting fast. It's them finishing. Where yeah. I feel like with the call ball area it was almost like Man, we couldn't get out of the blocks to save our freaking lives, and then somehow we got to pull this yeah. magic out at the end to, you know, pull out a nine and seven year every year. So, um, you know, there's going to be some interesting dynamic for sure. But just thought I'd bring that up because I do think that's something to watch as the season progresses. A big game going for the, you know, division championship, whatever. You know, all, yeah. now it looks like Kirk Cousins is out, or yeah. you know, Rodgers is out, or whoever. You know, you're like, oh crap, like this is a big game, and you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I, gonna I, be the, I don't I don't think you're gonna see as much as that as you think. Yeah. Because I think the top tier players yeah. like I don't see guys like Stafford Rodgers, if those are the big right. name guys going out going partying, out and, partying and putting every themselves day. at risk yeah. the same way. Yeah, so I don't I that's my thing is like yeah. guys like Russell Wilson, you're not gonna be like, Oh, he's out partying a week before like right. the season starts or something. He's gonna be in his house with right. his wife and kids or whatever, right. like quarantining because he doesn't want to get it. And for stuff. sure. For so sure. I don't think that's gonna be the biggest concern. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not, right? I hope we hit, I hope we see everybody as healthy as possible, right? Yeah. That's the big thing, right? Quality of play is is of utmost importance for sure. Alright, that's gonna be it for part one of this week's episode. Coming up part two, we're gonna be talking some wrestling action, lots of new stuff to go over when it comes to squared circle, and then we're also gonna be talking some NBA action once again. Uh, games are officially in full swing. And uh, Mike's got some breakdowns of that Western Conference. It's been crazy. Yes. All that good stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. The Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika here. I just want to tell you guys to be on the lookout for episode 100 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Now, of course, you're going to get the same great podcast action every single week all the way up to episode 100. But I do want to mention episode 100 in specificity because... 
for a very specific reason. The the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel is going to be defending that I'm always right 24-7 championship on episode 100. And I promise you, it is going to be the very best I'm always right 24-7 tile defense that you have seen in a very long time here. I know a lot of, we got a lot of positive feedback on our 24-7 championship series. We appreciate that support. Please go ahead and go to our YouTube page and subscribe to the show. Make sure you never miss another uh, edition of that. But be prepared for episode 100 because all stops are being put out. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you that. I'm looking at Mike as I'm recording this because he's nervous. I'm seeing his eyes right now. He's got a weird smirk. His his hair is all done up, and it's all starting to it's all starting to fray out now. He's all getting nervous. Kyle's not even here. He's getting thrown through the table. I mean, what? Oh, is that a slip? Maybe I don't know. We'll have to find out. Tune into episode 100 to be sure. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of episode, I think, 89 we're on, Mike. It is a crazy time here in the IMA Transformers podcast. The road to 100 is officially on, like I said before in uh, in our break in that commercial there. Be ready for episode 100 because it's going to be a doozy for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, same great podcasts like we do every single week, but... As far as that, I'm going to try 24-7 championship. So that's about to get crazy. I'm going to tell you that right now, so be ready for that. Um, mm. But, uh, Mike, let's just jump right in here, too. Speaking of championships, speaking of wrestling as a whole here, I want to. I just want to do a bit of a brief overview on, on what we've seen here on WWE TV, AEW TV. Uh, first thing I want to mention here, is I want to start with NXT, and then I want to go into some stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown and all that good stuff. I want to start with NXT, though. This Adam Cole... Pat McAfee match has been confirmed. We talked about it a couple weeks ago how it was kind of like we kind of felt like that's where they were going with it. Yeah. Now it's kind of confirmed. Um, they did an angle this week on television to kind of really set that up to kind of push him forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H has been making some appearances, all that good stuff. Uh, but I'm very excited for this match, and I've seen some negativity surrounding this match, and I don't really understand why. Um, Talk to me first, Mike. Just I want to hear your opinion on this. Are you excited for it? Are you like this is a waste of coal? Or like what is your what are your thoughts on it before I air mine? Because I, I I just don't understand the hate for it, and I have a couple reasons why. But I want to hear what your, yeah. your take is. Well, I mean, it's it's a very interesting situation you're in because yeah. I think on one hand you want, like he like you can say Adam Cole has nothing to do. Yeah. But on the other hand it's like but you're versing at uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. It's like a very like double edged sword. Me personally, I think Pat McAfee's hilarious. Yeah. And I think he's a lot of fun. And yeah. I watch I don't watch his whole this show whole show two can hours. Be a bit it's, long. A, it's a little long. Yeah. Um but I watch <clears> not like, that. like five, six minute clips of yeah. whatever they talk about and if it's something interesting I'll tune in to watch those little clip bits of it on YouTube or something. It's not like that perfect hour that you get here with the I'm Always Right Exactly, podcast. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's two hours with like AJ Hawk on on the third hour, and it's yeah. just a little too long for my taste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun, and it's one of those matches where you kind of go and you go, you know, it's not gonna be great. No. But you just think no. it's gonna entertain you. This is not. And yeah, and, that's and all it is. That, and when you look at it that lens. Yeah. I think it's you make fine. It, you made a great point though, right? Where you look at it and you go, this is not going to be five stars Tokyo Dome, Kenny Omega Okada. It's yeah. not. That's not what this is intended to be. However, my my point of contention is people are like, I can't believe they're waiting. You know, they, you know, this is all they have for Cole. Okay, let's look at this for a second here. Let's look at the story. All right, number one, he's held every championship in NXT. Mm-hmm. He's done everything. He's even won the Dusty Cup for goodness sakes, and he's not even a tag team wrestler. All right, he's done all of this that he can do. Right, you knew that when he dropped the title to Keith Lee, 
that he wasn't going to be in the world title picture anymore in NXT. That's obvious, right? We, we know Keith Lee, Killer Cross is where it's going to go. So the next best thing for him to do is be on a marquee match. And there is not a bigger marquee match that you can have with an NXT roster person than than Pat, than a celebrity. I'm not even gonna say Pat McAfee because like I'm not gonna say Pat is like wow a list like wow they got like the greatest thing ever. This isn't Floyd Mayweather obviously, but they set up the story. He's an entertaining guy. He's huge on YouTube. Huge in the podcast community. He's he's big in the football community. I mean let's be real. And you know that this is going to be an entertaining match. And if you're an Adam Cole fan, you should be ecstatic that the company. Thinking about it broad term here, business-related stuff here, that the company has enough faith in Adam Cole to deliver a quality match, an entertaining match, that you're going to get out of a guy who is a non-wrestler, putting him in the semi-main event, right? I mean, that these are all things that if you're an Adam Cole guy, or if you think he is worthy of being, then this is the best way... To do that, right? It, it, you could throw him versus Champa again. Would it be a phenomenal match? Yes. But with there's no story and you're just throwing a match out there to be a match, it doesn't make any sense, right? So I think we need to we need to put that in those kind of parameters. And you're hoping, like we are, that this is kind of Cole's send-off before they get moved up. Because they need to get moved up. Because they ain't doing nothing right now besides dropping out to everybody else. So they, they need to get moved up. So I'm extremely excited for this match. I understand how people say, well, if he's the best guy in their, on their roster, why is he not in something more? There is nothing bigger than this. When you when the company has this much invested time into you, where they trust you to handle somebody not from their world, to bring them in and to deliver a pay-per-view quality match, whether that's in-ring, entertainment, whatever, that's a big deal. So if you're a, if you're a fan of Adam Cole, like I am, very big fan, then you should be ecstatic and, and look at it for what it is. It's not going to be some classic Greco-Roman style thing. What it is going to be, though, is it's going to be hilarious, I'm feeling like. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be something that we're going to look back on and go, that was fun. That's all it's supposed to be, is that it was fun. And that's the yeah. point of it. It's going to be a big match. NXT 30. It's the only time to do this, and I think it's the perfect time. It's like when you go into a movie, and it's like a comedy, yes. and it's not like, this isn't supposed to be the Oscar-winning movie. No! You go no. in going, I just want to laugh and have a good time for 90 yes. minutes, yeah. and when you get that, it's like, yeah. okay, that was good. This, this is the movie what, Tag. Yeah, that's think like, yeah, that. Tag, yeah. or Game Night, or yes. one of those like right. lower-tier just comedies Big or stars to headline the, the movie, right? Yep. Ed Helms, or you know, or Jason Bateman, or, or whoever, whoever. Rachel McGann. But at the end of the day, it's not something to be made super serious. It's not meant to be that. It's yeah. supposed to be a let me up and like let's just have – I'm looking forward to it. There's some build. There's some story. Yeah. But it's let's have some fun because then when you go to the main event, okay, now let's strap in NXT title, Keith Lee, Cross. Let's go. This yeah. is going to be a war. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. So like, that, that's how I look at it. And yes. I, I think every match has to be looked differently, and that's how I look the, at it. Exactly. Match. Exactly. If this was if this was Champa Cole again, we'd be talking about, like, we broke it down last time. We'd be looking at it in a different way. Yeah, this, I would look at that match as... And go, this could steal the show. Yeah, this right. should steal the show, be the best match on the card, best match... Right, maybe of the year, put in the top mm-hmm. tier of them, but yes, exactly, it's not going to be right for sure. So I had to get that out there. I also want to talk to you about Mike about this retribution faction faction theme, a bobber thing. Your thoughts on it? Um, I, I I'm I'm a big fan of factions. I have been very vocal about that since the start of this show. Um, I'm a big fan of factions as a whole, but. Yeah. 
you know, the mystery, I get it, to keep people tuning in and everything like that. I feel like they didn't do them well to debut them, really. They didn't yeah. do anything for mm-hmm. the first two weeks, really. Uh, your thoughts on, on this Retribution I, faction? They're trying to give the show, the SmackDown and Raw, kind of punch in the arm. Yeah, I, I th- see, I'm mixed on it only yeah. because... It reminds me kind of, mm-hmm. in a way, of like the Aces of Eights mm-hmm. and the TNA in like 2010, yeah. when they all were like masked guys, and mm-hmm. you didn't really know, um, you probably, we actually right. probably knew who they were, yeah. but you didn't really know who they were, right. or whatever. I think that, one, this Retribution clan, or whatever, the faction, you're going to need one of them to unmask to be like... The, the guy. guy. Because if they're all... Be, if, it needs to be a guy, Yeah, because if it's just five... <laughs> Mass guys every single week. I'm gonna be like, or lady, there's or lady. or lady. I yeah. think there's one lady in there yeah. or something. But it's like if it's just like five people all mass and you never know who they are. It's like that's stupid. It's stupid. Cause but I'm like, I will say that you made a good point though. Whoever the leader is of this needs to be a legit yeah. star. Yeah. I don't I, like it, it, it. You know, if it's gonna be Champa, Champa's been a guy that's been rumored as as one of these people. He's been off TV for a minute. You know, like yeah. if it's Champa. Cool. Yeah, roll with some NXT or two or five yeah, live like people. If, if I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me as long as it's somebody that we are going to then take seriously as a legit star. That is the big thing. I've heard rumors will be like Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet. If that's who it is, then you might as well throw this in the trash immediately because that they're not they're not there. They're not that kind of person. You've beat them down for so long that you can't all of a sudden be like, oh, now they're main eventers. It don't work like that. I mean, they could, but it does. Well, be awful. if they were led by Champa, if they, yeah, that's I, I agree, but not as the lead yeah, guy, right? Yeah. That's the big thing. They need they need a legit person, a new star, where they're going. Agreed. No, this is a this is somebody to mess with. Yeah, right? I agree. So uh, that's my thing. Is if yeah. you first in the next like two weeks, mm-hmm. I think you need to know who the leader is. Yes, I don't care if everyone everyone else could stay mass for all yeah. I care because <laughs> it just adds intrigue. Right. So like if if the yep. story is going to be whoever's going to be going against yeah. them. Who is, yeah, who is going, be, yeah. No one can trust anybody. No one right. can trust anybody. And then you have to, like, tr- they're trying to, like, unmask everybody. Yep. That's usually your storyline with mm-hmm. mass groups of people. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. usually the storyline. So I would be a fan of that kind of thing. Yeah. But I need to know who the leader is because there's gonna, five yeah. mass people. I, I, I don't like the weird. name Retribution either. I think it's I think it's too hard to kind of come off the tongue. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bit like Nexus, Shield. Like, it's yeah. very, like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're going to call them something like the four horsemen like okay four guys like that's yeah. the whole point right the heart foundation you know degeneration like even dx right there's some things you know retribution it's like ah it's, just, it's a bit yeah i'm not really crazy about the name either but i'm willing to give it a chance like i said i'm a big faction guy personally so i'm, I'm hoping that this is going to lead to elevation of new stars that is the that is the whole goal of factions is to take an established name or somebody fans care about take a couple of the people with them to elevate them to that level and hopefully you get one two three four five new stars out of it that's the goal so fingers crossed there real quick before we segue to the nba thoughts on this raw underground thingy mabobber um, I didn't last. I didn't watch last hour of Raw. I yeah. only heard about it. Yeah. So did they actually do a match where they didn't have ropes and stuff? Oh yeah, no. It was like throughout the whole night. We're like, oh really? Yeah. It was like they introduced it, and all of a sudden, okay, now it's Ivar from against some random guy, and then Dolph Ziggler was there beating up. So a it's dude. just a match. 
like a it's, ra- yeah, they're like they're super. They're like a minute long, but yeah, there's no ropes. It's just it's like MMA kind of like freestyle oh. thing where like they have MMA gloves on and they just beat the crap out of these no name dudes for five minutes and they're like yeah, all right, you know. And then the hurt business came out so, again, but I just it's kind of like brawl for all, like but not legitimate. Like brawl for all was like oh, we're yeah, legitimately yeah. gonna go beat each other up and it does and like we don't know who's going to win. These this has obviously been predetermined yeah. still, but like. I don't know okay. what to think of it. I, I think it's hard to kind of predict what they're going to do with it. Um, it it's one of those things to where I go, I guess. I but, think, I think this is going to be a big shot and miss thing. <laughs> yeah, but they got, they got, you know, they're doing the thing with MVP and Lashley. They kind of came in the end, and I don't know if they're aligned with Shane or not or what the yeah. dealio is with that. It's something that's... They, they set up a lot of stuff to kind of be like, all right, let's wait and see. So if that was the goal, I get it, you yeah. know? But, oh boy, was that like a thing where you're just like, oh man, son of a bee. All right, well, uh, sorry guys if you guys were looking forward to the YouTube show this week of us doing this live. Apparently our SD card's full, so that's that's a my bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So don't, don't skew us. If you listen to the podcast, though, you're fine. You'll still get the great, same great content as always. Yeah, that's, that's funny, fine. though. I thought we had more space. <laughs> I suck. Anyway, but point being though, is that I think that they've set up a lot of dominoes to kind of knock them down one at a time to get people to be like, "All right, see what this is." Yeah. You know, let's hope. You know, it's like, oh boy, here we go. Let's let's try. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I make the I make it sound like I'm exhausted because I think it's in some aspects that I think the audience is a little tired. I think yeah. it's I think it's hard. No fans still is, is, is hurting the product quite a bit. You know, they're trying as best they can. Um, real quick too I want to hear, what are your thoughts on just the SummerSlam card as it's as it's kind of shaping up to be, right? You got Seth and Dominic now, you got the tag title match, you've got MVP versus yeah. Apollo Cruz. Um, I don't I don't hate like on the poten- on the potential yeah, on the of potential, it. Right? I yeah. think it I think it has potential to be very good. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see the uh, two main women's matches that are going to be announced the next like week. I think. Yeah. I think it's like if Asuka beats Bailey, that she versus Sasha, right? And then there's like a battle royal thing yeah. for Bailey's. Yeah. I want to know. I'm pretty sure Asuka's going to first Sasha at that yeah. point. I don't know if they're going to do it. Though. I don't know if they're going to make them do double duty too for the for the women's tag titles too. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. interested to see if the the women's singles who they actually reversing because yeah. there are a couple of names where I'm like, oh, if she's going up against like Shayna or she's going up against yeah. maybe an NXT girl, then mm-hmm. I can't really. Um, I don't know who could be up there from NXT right for, at this moment. But if if it's like a pretty big name person that hasn't really been in the picture, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. But I mean, I'm trying to think what who else is on the card. Um, well, you got Orton versus McIntyre. Yeah, that's obviously. the only other one yeah. I'm very excited for. Everything else, I think it's going to be. Will you be less or more excited after this show if Orton wins? Will you, are uh, you? Are you? Because I because I think there's a lot of people. I know we're getting a little off in the weeds here, but like there's a lot of people who are like, and we're going to talk about this more in a couple weeks when SummerSlam's like right around the corner. But like, it, a lot of people are like. If Orton wins, I'm going to be really pissed. And then some people are like, yeah, but what if you get Orton and then Edge comes back and then at Mania we get Orton versus Edge again for the title? Yeah. That's, you see, uh-huh. well, here's the thing is, I'm like, <laughs> at that point, is it like, is it, so if you're going to have the hypothesis that yeah. that's going to be like a, a big match right. at Mania, so you're going to have Orton hold the title for eight more months, are we okay with that? Yeah. Because here's the thing is, I would be cool if McIntyre, I don't know if you could have Orton take a loss, but if, if this was at like 
Survivor Series right. Rumble time yeah. when like Edge wins the Rumble but Orton won the title and that yeah. sets up that match or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. But yeah. I don't like I want Orton to win the title because I I love what Orton's doing. Orton right now. has been on fire. However, like in the hypothetical of that's where you're gonna go with it, kind of. I don't know like, if he's gonna maintain Orton that for eight months. I don't yeah. know if he's gonna be able to. Maintain and and that and that's the problem too is that him you know he's never been he did the slimy heel thing with the legacy thing so I don't know if he can go back to that necessarily especially with the way he's doing it where he's just been beating the crap out of everybody yeah exactly I, so it's, it's hard I think it's gonna be it's gonna be weird if and also I don't know if I'm really ready to take the title off McIntyre yet I don't I feel I don't like, love I feel it. like that's he's why I got think, some legs that's why I think go. I think like a survivor series would be a perfect time because he held the title for them like five six months he loses it, then Orton does his thing with mm-hmm. Edge, yeah. and then maybe you get another match later down yeah. the line there. Well, but yeah, that's I, I think I think Orton holding title for too long is the problem. Yes, it's gonna be like like if like Moxley holding title for this long, you're just gonna be like, okay, like I know yeah. where we're going to, but right. it's like like it's gonna be like yeah, yeah, until we get there, it's gonna be like Ugh, all right, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that though, as we get back a little bit on track here, um, we're trying. A, a, <laughs> Yeah, I know, dude. It's rough. Um, AEW, I do want to talk about briefly here. Um, I want to talk about the, you know, this MJF thing, right? MJF doing this whole campaigning. Um, you know, he's going to get a world title shot at, uh, is it all out technically? Yeah. It is all out, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's always all outs there for WrestleMania. Yeah. Show, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if they, I didn't know if they were flip flopping with all in, all out, all uh, that, yada, yada. All out, all out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to see Moxley and MJF, yeah. right? He's doing the whole campaign thing, which I think has been Phenomenal. super entertaining. Like, you know, I know a lot of people were buzzing about the Jericho, Orange Cassidy thing, which was very good, no doubt. Funny. Thought it was funny, but I MJF is still by far the most captivating thing I've seen on AEW television yeah. in a while. Um how I mean, are you are you are you for this match, right? I mean, what we've we've speculated for months now that's probably where it's going to go. Yeah. But now that we know, okay, we're going full steam ahead. That's the main event with I'm assuming MJF taking the title yeah. from Moxley. Are you cool with that? Are you against it? Are you like I don't really know if it's his time. What are your thoughts? I've been on this MJF camp since probably. He signed. <laughs> Uh, well, yes. I yeah. think at full gear last year when he turned on Cody yeah. was when I was like, oh, this is really going to heat up. Mm-hmm. And then his rivalry with Cody to Revolution yeah. and that whole thing, I was like, man. We were there, by the way. If yeah. you watch the paper from your back, you can see our beautiful faces yeah. on the hard camera. It's all good. <laughs> we uh, That was a phenomenal feud. And everything since then, I'm just like, man, he is just yeah. absolutely on fire. Yeah. So I think I am... I am more than ready for MGF to win the title. Yeah. Very hopefully. Like, one thing for SummerSlam and then AEW's, like, the next weekend yeah. or the weekend after, this whole, like, time period between the two, that is by far the one thing I need to see happen is MGF yes. win the title. You think so? If, that's, like, if that number, happens, that's on your wish list, number one. Yeah, that's 100% number yeah. one. Okay. Number two would be uh, Kenny and Paige to lose the tag titles to literally any tag team <laughs> in the world. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, two guys, yeah, a blind kid and a deaf kid, anything. Yeah, anything. Oh boy, call him handy. To put them back in the singles division because <laughs> yeah. giving me Kenny Omega versus MGF in a match would be absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal. Oh my I think. gosh! Um, I want to tell you this though, and this is just spec, like pure speculation yeah. from from my perspective, okay. right? I think it's going to wind up being. I think they're going to do this faction for a little while with Cody, uh, Dash, and. Uh, what's his other name? Wow. Dash and what well, the other guy? Oh, Dash Cash, and Cash or whatever. Yeah. FTR. FTR. Yeah, they change names every week. It feels like, but um, I think uh them and 
Hangman are going to be a faction. Oh, I agree. I, and then, but what I think is going to wind up happening is either MJF's going to win the title, he's going to hold it for a whole year. It's either going to be him versus Cody or him versus Paige mm-hmm. at next year's I agree. All Out. I think that's where they're building So, okay, towards. so at that point, which one do you think is going to be more exciting? I think it depends. I think... I th- I would prefer Cody, I think, because I think a whole year build. But right. then I think full long year hurts. T- yeah, long term, though, it, it's because I feel like they, they want to anoint Paige a little bit, and yeah, I feel like too. Paige being the guy. I think what would wind up happening is is Cody challenges at say like an at a at a revolution again mm-hmm. or something. Challenges, loses, stable kind of Paige kind of rises up a little bit. He gets his shot, wins a r- tournament, something to yeah. get him. That's the only problem I think the AEW has. The rankings help, but they need them. Like the Royal Rumble for me is like a, is not just the, the event itself is fun, right? It's always fun to speculate what can happen, but it really does set into motion a lot of storylines going into Mania, right? Yeah. Like they do a really nice job in the Rumble match, like oh Shawn Michaels just eliminated Kurt Angle, bam, that's the match going yeah. into WrestleMania twenty one, right? They do those kinds of things to kind of set some stuff up and, and kind of spurn some rivalries. AEW needs something like that. Not the Rumble match, but like something to kind of get us going into some bigger lines to kind of get us set up for All Out. Yeah, I think they should do a lot. I think they should do a G1 type thing. Fine. On a weekly Done. television. Sold. Because I think you could put eight singles guys. Yeah. For, like a, oh right. god, what is it? The Bound for Glory, Bound for Glory series. series, which is like a modified G1. G1 or right. whatever. I think that would be phenomenal to have. Right. You, you can just and allow it. that guy to rise up, yeah. right, and go, okay, they're going with Pain because Hangman. You, because then you can even put the TNT champion in it, and then yes. everyone who beats him yep. gets, gets a title shot. Exactly. Stuff. It's it all a lot of stuff up. good stuff. But uh, I agree. I do think they need a little bit of that. I think MJF will hold it for a year because yeah. I think... I think his character is just he's gonna he's perfect. gonna be as a JBL. If if you're a wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking about. JBL 2004 wins the title from Eddie, and he holds it for almost a full year, losing it to Cena. But that entire time, I don't think JBL had one clean win that entire time, right? Yeah. Like he completely. Now I will say this though, for all out, I think it is imperative that MGF wins the title clean. clean. Yeah, I, I think, think it is imperative because I think you need to add just a little bit of legitimacy to go. He can get it done. If he needs to get it done, yeah. rather than Wardlow consistently hanging around him, like yeah. I think it would almost be better off where it's like Wardlow gets banned early in the match, mm-hmm. and then okay, now we've got it yeah. because I think that then adds some legitimacy to MGF as a true talent in the ring. Not always after that, if he wins by hook or by crook the rest of the way, I'm cool because I know right. what they're building. And then I think if they build MGF, if Page or whoever beats him, it's like okay, boom. Yeah. You know, and now we're rolling. We got several main eventers on our hands right mm-hmm. now, too. Well, give me your thoughts real quick before we shift to the NBA. Our camera died, so we got all the time in the world now as far as timing. Um, uh, on um, Ambrose's, or sorry, Moxley's title run so far, where yeah. I and I've talked about this before with you off air, where I just feel like Moxley's great at chasing it. He wins it, but he's not meant to hold it for very long. Yeah, I think kind of like nah. I, I, th- I think I think I think if you had fans, I think it'd be a lot different. Yes, I think, I I think the fans that. really yep. help Moxley's character a lot. Yep. But without the fans there, he just kind of like he comes out and he's still kind of he's pretty much badass. Yeah, but it's just kind of like he's very aggressive. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> he's just like he kind of does it, but yeah. like his whole thing is. I'm gonna like do these cool like right. I'm gonna like bite your ear off kind of weird things and gets the crowd like going. Yeah. But like without very, the crowd very, there very he, much he's like playing he plays he off plays the crowd. off the crowd and yeah. without him like MJF I think is perfectly fine without the crowd mm-hmm. because 
outside of like in his on, matches. Well, because on TV too, you can look and be like, oh, man, I just man, I can't stand. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in his matches, he doesn't pander to the crowd outside no. of like flipping them off or whatever you would do. Right. But he's a good technical wrestler that can actually just like mm-hmm. wrestle a good yeah. match. I thought Ambrose's ma- Moxley, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, I thought his match against Darby Allen this week was pretty damn good. I yeah. will say that. I I think he always delivers fine. I always just feel like there's just something missing, like that missing element where yeah. like. I'm like, oh man, I'm really like him versus Jericho. I was obviously we were going, but yeah. I was very excited for that match, knowing he was probably going to take the title. But like, they had a lot of story built yeah. into that. They have yet to capture that since he won the title, in my opinion. Whether it be Brody Lee, all right, Brian Cage, okay. Like, I don't feel like they've they've done a good enough job for him to really set him up to be like, okay, like oh, he's going to drop yeah. this title. And it's going to be like, oh my gosh, they've actually crowned MJF as like this new... Because he's going to be the first AEW guy to win yeah. the title. Right now, it's just been... We need to establish some sort of lineage of true top names in WWE. That Oh, wow, this is a important championship because Chris Jericho held it. And Dean Ambrose held it. And now it's like, okay, now, now our MJF. guy. Our guy. Yeah, our guys. Because yeah. I think Adam Page yes, and exactly. some are going to be next few guys. Right. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it's been okay. Like I give it like a C plus B minus run. Yeah, no, That's it's not. It's I not been. It. It's not been bad by any means. I yeah. just think. I think again with COVID hitting. Yeah. I think there was that long. Definitely like, hurt him. Definitely. Two, there hurt was like him. a month and a half where he just wasn't on TV. Yeah. Ever. Right. There were only like as we talked the same like eight or ten guys. Yes. Competing every single week. Yeah. Which hurt, and yeah. then when he came back, he was like they don't have the main eventer, so yep. it was. Brody Lee, then Brian Cage, two guys. Well, I'm like, yep. good, but not for sure anything great. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I said, it's fine. Very interesting to talk about, though. You know, SummerSlam trade around the corner. Then all out. Very excited for both shows. It's gonna be, you know, oh, it's gonna be, yes. it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We got, we got some stuff booked for the next yeah. couple weekends. I actually like, take over thirty. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. We're gonna talk about that too. It's gonna be a good time for sure. Um, but we'll preview that more in a couple weeks. All right. Let's talk NBA action here. I want to talk. You know, we're 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 getting right to the nitty gritty here as far as NBA, the playoffs are right around the corner. Right. We got just a couple games left. Um, the playoffs will start next Monday. Next Monday, right? Which is perfect because we can obviously Seven talk about. Yes. You know, we've already predicted who's going to be the NBA champion. You yes. already know it's going to be the LA Lakers. They're going to win in six against the Bucks, but yeah. <laughs> it's going to be you're going to see some great series ahead of time. But it's, yeah, it's, going, to be, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> um, I'll be like a little kid in the candy store. Yeah, you're going to that. be you're going to be pumped for sure. I'm going to come over and you're going to be like, I'm going to so are we watching basketball or basketball? Yeah. Oh wait, how about basketball? Yeah. <laughs> and then you go hockey. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> basketball. basketball, orange ball, not black puck. Yes. <laughs> Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about this Western Conference because we are, as predicted, you know, not not patting ourselves in the back or anything, but um, as predicted, it's a close though, race. It, yeah, we're we're right up onto it, right? <laughs> um, but we're, it's it, it is it's extremely close, right? We're seeing a lot of back and forth action. The Suns have never played better basketball since Devin Booker's been a Sun. Um, we're finally, and we talked about that. Where we're like, we're just waiting for the Suns to get it, the pieces to kind of fall into place, and clearly they've been on fire, right? Um, Portland is right on the fringe, right? Uh, New Orleans is right there. You've got Memphis is still in technically at this as of this recording, but that could change tomorrow, <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of stuff going on. Talk to me, Mike. You've been, you've been watching all this stuff, you know, whistle to whistle here. 
how, how you know, what are your predictions here? Are, are we going to see the same eight teams that we're in right now? Are, are we going to see Portland somehow squeeze into there? Does Do the Suns make this weird run just to get buzzsawed by the Lakers in the first round? It's going to be very interesting because I don't think, when you look at Memphis, right, so Memphis is a game and a half about Portland, right. who is the nine. Right. However, Memphis has the Raptors, Celtics, and Bucks as their next three. That, that could easily so, be 0-3. I was going to say, find me a win there. Out of those three, out of those yeah, three, it's either out of the Bucks or, or not, out of the Celtics or the Raptors. Raptors they I'd, could steal one. I'd be, maybe steal one, but they've been having trouble against... One and two is probably their best case scenario, yeah, quite frankly, yeah, honestly. if we're being honest. Uh, Portland has like the Sixers, Mavs, and Nets, so I, I think you, you can win a few there. Oh, Ben Simmons is out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think, I honestly think Portland will take the eighth seed going in to... Um, the, the final stretch. The final here. stretch Less. in the play-in games. Yeah. I think where you want to decide is because so you have Portland who's a game and a half behind, but then Phoenix, San Antonio are a half a game behind Portland, and New Orleans only one game behind Portland. So all those teams are within a game, mm-hmm. like or half. I a forgot game about or San Antonio. I totally yeah, forgot so about all four of those teams are just at Sacramento. It's two games behind Portland, yeah. but with only two or three left, you're kind yeah. of you need a lot of stuff you need to a go lot. Right. To, yeah, you need a lot to go. Everybody right. needs to lose, which I don't even think is necessarily. Possible, possible, really. Right, so yeah. I think it's going to be almost impossible for Sacramento. Yeah. So you're really looking at those four yeah. and Memphis yeah. as a five. So it's all dependent. I would take Portland. Honestly, Phoenix has been on fire, like mm-hmm. fire, fire. They're the only undefeated team since the restart, right? Yep, and they play the Thunder, Sixers, and Mavs as their last three. Those are all three. So I think I mean, with how they're playing... They could win all those. I think they can win all of them because they've beaten... The Mavs already. They've beaten the Clippers, Pacers, and the Heat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Thunder, I think it's pretty yeah, winnable. Be the Thunder. Thunder, 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 I think the Mavs game Simmons. is the hardest one for them on, yeah. that, on that run there. So, I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting. If I was a betting man, I would bet Portland gets into the 8 with probably Phoenix as the 9. Okay. Um, and then I think Portland probably beats them. The I think so, too. One I of think, the two because yes. yeah, they get so. two games guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think Portland I think I think Lillard right now has been is really kind of – fueling the fire a little yeah. bit here for them as well, and I think that's a driving force for them. And that's the kind of guy the Pistons need. Not, like, obviously having Damian Lillard in general, but, like, yeah. having a dude who can just be like, you know what, screw this, I'm taking over, and I'm just going to run this joint for the 100%. next, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have that guy. It makes me sad because, yeah. you know, I, that's what they need. But at the same time, let me let me ask you this, though. As much as, as excited as we are to watch the, how this kind of unfolds, does it dampen you your expectations or excitement just a little bit, knowing that they're probably just going to get beat in four or five games by the Lakers? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, I think I think I think Portland is the best has the best chance of beating LA, right? Just with yes. the playoff experience, they have Agreed. they have like not no offense against Devin Booker or John Morant or something like that, but. Damian Lillard is on a totally different level than those guys. Oh, yeah, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their team, yeah. that team is the most complete team yes. out of the five and the, that are they playing. Were, they were hampered by injuries early in the year. They're yeah. finally healthy. They're playing good basketball. So, like, I don't see the Suns winning a game against yeah. them. I don't see Memphis, honestly, winning a game. I don't game. see any of the teams but Portland being able to beat them, right. which is why I think if you want the best series possible, you would I think want you Portland want to get Portland. Right. Now, me personally as I want the Lakers to have the easiest road possible, <laughs> I would love for them to play like Phoenix. Because yeah. I think they just... You're really hoping the Kings make a run. <laughs> yeah, the Kings can make a run. We are, we are glorified that right Luke, now. Hey, that Walton Lakers, yeah. you know, like that storyline. That, that could be a great storyline. Um, <laughs> for a week. Yeah. <laughs> for literally a week. They went every other day, so it would be a liter- literally a week. I know. 
um, but Dude. I don't, I don't, I don't really ever see competitive one through eight matchups though. No. Like I, you look at the other ones, like oh great, Orlando versus Milwaukee. Hey now. So I, I you look at or the Nets are possibly because they're only a, a, a half a game behind or whatever. So yeah. I, I, I don't look at either one through eight to be very difficult. Yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um. So. It's, it's Portland, exciting. Portland will make yeah. it exciting. I think. Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think any team has a legit chance of being the Lakers? Like, do you think if like Portland, like if, like like if like, Portland was like playing out of their mind? Are we talking about any of the five, or anyone in general? No, any any of those teams that like any. I mean, Sacramento doesn't. Uh, uh, Sacramento, doesn't, I don't think can at all. San Antonio doesn't have no, the pieces San there. San Antonio's too old and slow. Phoenix doesn't have the pieces because no one's. Here's here's what I will say about any of those five in particular yeah. playing, but really most everyone but really the Clippers playing the Lakers is no one has the guy who could just go. Get on LeBron. Mm-hmm. I think that is your okay. problem okay. with every single team. Right, for sure. I think yeah. like like when you look at Portland, right? Who's gonna guard him? Right, Carmelo. Yeah, right. Or yeah, Zach Collins. Right, or something for like sure. that. That is my differential between them and really yeah, the Clippers and everybody else. Okay, it's like you don't have that. That is a great point that I didn't actually even think about. It's sure. just like like if when Dallas matches up with the Clippers in the first round, who are you throwing on Kawhi? Right. For sure, yeah. It's not going to be Tim Hardaway. It's not going to be Tim Hardaway. It's not (laughs) going to be Luca. And then it's like, okay, you found that one guy to get on him. Now who's going to be on Paul George? Right, right. Because now it's like, who's going to be on LeBron and AD? Like, until they meet probably LA LA in the championship, I don't think any team has enough defensive firepower Mm -hmm. to be able to stop both. Okay, yeah. And I think that's where Milwaukee could hinder, because I think if they play like the Heat, it's, okay, who can stop Giannis? At a bio, right, and then they don't have that next guy to go to, right. So I think that's where the difference between the Lakers and Clippers are, and for everyone sure. else. For sure, yeah, that's a great point for sure, right there. That's some that's some deep analysis right there. I, I think a lot of people don't for, are forgetting well, about that a little bit. Is yeah, I think that they're talking about team teams overall, right? Like the Lakers clinched number one, obviously. Yeah, so right? they're not. So, so no one's talking about them. They're just yeah. kind of like they're coasting. It's fine, but when you get into these matchups, right, and, you're, and everybody wants to talk about. Harden Westbrook versus AD and LeBron. I think that's kind of a misconception it in is. some regard, where you're like, it's not really that though. It's okay. It's it's Harden versus you know name the point guard right yeah. or, or name the the shooting guard right. But yeah. then it's like, okay, who's the small forward for Houston that's going to guard LeBron yeah, James? Exactly. Oh crap! That's we don't what. That's have what, anybody that's, for that. That's the argument I make versus people who like. I have friends who really yeah. love the Trailblazers. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, man, Dame's just going to go off. I go, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, Dame will. LeBron's going to have the same amount of points. Right. Exactly. But who's guarding him? Like I can, yeah. we can, th- you can throw Danny Green on him to try to slow him down, or even LeBron can go up on him. Yeah. That can't be flipped. Yeah, no. Damian yeah, LeBron, Lillard, yeah, like Damian Lillard can't guard LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have the LeBron stopper. Yeah, right. And if you have the LeBron stopper, cool. Where's the AD stopper on right. your team? So yeah, that's sure. that's kind of where I look at it. Is you look at the star players, you go, oh, this is going to be good. But you really have to look at the eight or nine guys. I think on the, the only team, team uh, in the West outside of the Clippers who can take this. Just as we kind of wrap up the show here, I think it's I think the only team to be if you were a Lakers fan is Houston, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's because I think Houston can run them out of the gym. Yes, I think that's the only team because the style is so different yeah. and is so like. We don't even care about defense anyway. Yeah, we're just gonna hope to put up. You're gonna put up a thousand points. We want to put up a thousand and one. Yeah. Like that's. I think that's the, it. I think the only flip because they did it uh, a couple of days ago when they yeah. played them right. is they play eighty at the five. Yeah, and they put I think Kuzma in or mm-hmm. whoever you right. want to put at, at the, the four. four or whatever. Yeah. But I think it makes you smaller, but you still have a big big. Oh yeah. Where I don't think 
on the Houston. Houston literally doesn't have a center on their team. No. Tyson right. Chandler's there, but he's like hurt or just has limited minutes or whatever. Yeah. Like they're running with Covington at six six to be their center. Right. So like AD can spread out and shoot, yeah. and it's also seven foot. So I right. think that's the difference maker there. For, for sure, for sure. I'm just talking about just play style perspective yeah. where it's like we're just gonna run and go run three. Did it go in? Nope. All right. Well, hope we, we make it next time yeah. and keep going. So I think that's the only team outside of the two LA teams against each other yeah. that have a that, you I know, that I think can cause problems. I think everybody else they play too similar of a game. Even like I'm, we're big on the Mavs. But I don't, the Mavs don't have enough yeah, to no, get they, over yeah. that yet. I, they right? don't, yeah, they don't have that guy who's unstoppable right. yet. Luka, I think, is becoming that guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's right this second Agreed. is, I think, the problem. So it's going to be interesting for sure. We're going to obviously cover you know each one of these matchups as we kind of get them firm and finalized. Um, just yeah. to kind of do give you guys a quick preview is for sure. So we got a lot of stuff that we're, is coming up here in the next couple weeks. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but I think that's going to be it for this week's show, Mike. You know, we really killed it. You know, the next couple weeks here, obviously we're talking SummerSlam, NXT, AEW. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. We're going to be talking about. We're going to do some more Tigers talk too, probably to see if they can kind of continue on their run. They're an offensive juggernaut somehow, even though no one's batting over 200 somehow. It's a weird, weird statistic. Um, lots of great stuff to talk about in the next couple of episodes, and for sure, be ready for episode one. I'm telling you guys, we're going to make it the best show possible for you guys for that monumental episode. Once again, we appreciate all your support. If you haven't already, make sure to click subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you are listening to this on any of our... um on any of your favorite podcasting sites, be sure to give us a follow or a like or give us a comment, all that good stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it. Obviously, you can find all the latest content from us at I'mAlwaysRightPC.com, our website, and be sure to go to BelowTheCollar.com to buy our official T-shirt. I do have some other designs in the works. I know I've been telling you guys that for a while, but I'm really trying to get those pushed through. Um, so be looking forward to that as well. So I'm hopeful you'll be seeing that in the next couple weeks. But that's going to be it for the Mystic Whale Man, the Jerk Face, for the Mark Zone, the King of the In-Depth Detail, and... Mouth Michigan. We will see you guys as always next time.